0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic round up their warm weather training camp with a game tonight. Rangers are about to find out their European opponents as Steven Gerrard gets set to trim his squad and Hibs are in the money as American businessman Ron Gordon takes over the club. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon DL. Yes, good evening Andrew. It's all happening. Um, Celtic will be delighted with the news today of getting rid of one of their players that lasted 83 minutes in his 18-month contract. Marvin Comper obviously leaves the club I think that's a good bit of business Because he was reportedly Be one of the highest earners So that frees up a lot of money for Celtic uh, You look across the You know the capital Great news for Hibs fans If you're a Hibs fan today New owner come in Prepared to put his money in there Debt free now And it'll be interesting to see What sort of uh, quality signings that go for Will the manager get the money that he was probably going to be expecting? But before I start, Andrew, to keep my free dinners, I've got to make the biggest announcement. I'd like to wish my big sister all the best. It's her 60th birthday today. We had a great party on Saturday and we've met a little girl called Erin Anderson as well. She's a listener, loves the show, so... That's me. I'm what, sorted. What do you think that says? GBX. I had, I had, I had to. You've got to understand. My <laughs> sister makes my dinner every night, and if I didn't put that shout out there, I was in trouble. That's all right. I'll let you off. You need to eat. And if you want to get involved at home, all you need to do is give us a call: oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phone lines, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Well, it's it's coming around that time where the clubs are coming back from their pre-season training camps because it's it's now. Exactly a week until Celtic kick off their European campaign It's the 9th of July It's come around so quickly They they were in Austria They're now Mm. in Switzerland They play against St Gallen tonight But it's been a bit of a weird day for them Because they announced earlier out of nowhere That they were putting an 11 out To play against St Gallen's under 21 squad earlier on So they've actually had two games today And it, it didn't exactly seem like a, a fair matchup, a 9 1 win for the Celtic side that played. No, it looked, it looked very easy. We watched a little bit of it uh, before we come into the studio, uh, Andrew. You've got to say, I know that the opposition's not the greatest, but some of the finishes from especially Lee Griffiths, who looks like he's really enjoying his football again, he looks sharp, he looks fit. Um, but it was an easy, easy game. And that's what Neil Lennon will be looking for. And Rangers are the same. You've got to build it up. You've got to make sure you get the match fitness, the sharpness, and you start off with easy games that you know you want to hit the back of the net and score goals. So no surprise they scored nine today, and you say they've got another game, and Rangers will be doing the exact same, as will every other club building up for the new season. Yeah, as you'd expect, it was more of a second-string side that, that played in the game earlier on. The 11 was Craig Gordon, Liam Morrison, Jack Hendry, Stephen Welsh, Andrew Gutman, Neil Beaton, Ewan Henderson, Ryan Christie, Scott Sinclair, Lewis Morgan, and Lee Griffiths. So there is some interesting ones in there. Lee Griffiths, of course, he's, he's obviously getting back to full fitness. Ryan Christie as well, getting back to fitness. Scott Sinclair playing in that side as well so certainly some quality in there but four goals for Lee Griffiths two for Scott Sinclair but I mean 
you you always want to, to win and, and get big results but at this stage when you're playing against a team like that it's just about getting fitness in the legs isn't it? Yeah that's all it is it's just about getting through the 90 minutes or how it, it, many minutes the manager decides to give you getting through that without injuries Andrew that's the most important thing as well especially with the, the season kicking off not that too far away the European campaign starts next week so it's just a case of getting a bit of game time and Lee Griffiths will be delighted that he's banging the goals in left, right and centre. Yes, the opposition's not the greatest, we know that, but it still doesn't matter as a striker. You want to start the season off by hitting the back of the net. He's missed a lot of football, but just watching the clip that come in, um, he looks like he's back enjoying it. And I think that's a great boost for Celtic. Yeah, it's good, it's good for his fitness, but the one thing that he, he'll also want to help is his confidence. He wants to get back in there, he's, he wants to be scoring goals, and it, it looks as if that's happening. Six goals he scored during the pre season. You know, it, it doesn't really matter who it's against in the opposition. Mm-hmm. He just wants to get his boots back on and, and scoring goals. Well, he's saying to Neil Lennon, right, okay, I've had my break. Celtic were absolutely fantastic with him. It's now time for payback And uh, he started off The uh, most important thing for For any player And if you miss any of the games During the season You always look at pre-season training You want to have every single bit of fitness And you want to have every bit of sharpness In your legs as well Pre-season uh, Any professional will tell you How important it is And he's obviously getting a good pre-season And he's confident Banging in the goals 01419511025 On the phone lines If you want to get involved That's Celtic friendly Kicking off in about 22 minutes time They have released the starting lineup For that one As you'd expect It's mass changes 11 changes But um, you look at it Scott Bain Anthony Ralston Christopher Iyer Johnny Hayes Scott Brown Cal McGregor James Forrest Marion Shved Mikey Johnson Odson Edward And Jozo Simunovic I'm glad I didn't look At the official team sheet That's popped up on Twitter Here from uh, St Gallen Because Two of the players That they have listed As playing for Celtic tonight Scott Allen And Dedrick Boyata <laughs> Well it'll be interesting But you just named a, Another a, a Starting 11 there Andrew It shows you the size Of squads That both Celtic and Rangers are carrying just now I know Stephen Gerrard's come out on record by saying Look, we'll need to trim this down We've got 30 odd first team players It's far too much for to carry that Celtic, obviously, they've started the exit door today And I think that's good news Okay, you can say that the lad didn't get a chance Whatever it was We were there, we watched him in his first game against Morton the League Cup he lasted something like 83 minutes. He just looked he looked so far out of it. It was incredible. Uh, and he never got another chance again. And it's better that he's moved on. And as I said earlier, it doesn't matter much money you've got. If you can release some wages, and he was a big hitter. So I think that's a good bit of business. And I think Rangers with Steven Gerrard will be doing the exact same. He'll want to trim that squad. Too, too many players there. And if he can get players off the books and they can get wages off the books it might just free up a little bit of money and we've all seen the papers today and who he's been uh, pegged with to, to bring in his ex-team player uh, Daniel Sturridge uh, so you just wonder if there's any truth in that because he did come out and say at one point he was the best striker he's played with so he obviously fancies him but you just wonder if it's a story or not yeah, you, you touched on Marvin Comp earlier. That was obviously an interesting one from earlier on. It just so happened that it was MSV Duisburg, who are a, a third-tier German side, had tweeted out saying that they've signed Marvin Comp on a two-year deal. Uh, we tweeted it out ourselves to to show there was a, <laughs> there was tributes flooding in from yeah. the Celtic fans. 
I think they might have been ironic. Um, but 83 minutes of football. I mean, it was it was around a million pounds that they forked out for him. We know he was he was a high earner at Celtic. 18 months of that, it's it's not a great deal. No, it's not a great deal. But that happens in football. Uh, you can't get every single deal correct. Uh, clubs make mistakes not because the lad may be you know a real poor player. It's just the fact that he's he's come into a different country. Um, different football It's not happened for him He's not been really given the opportunity to show anything As I said we watched his 83 minutes And it wasn't the greatest I've got to admit that but, I think I remember it's pretty much his first touch was oh, it Came was, back to him He didn't have any pressure yeah. on him And nearly touched it back towards his own goal Yeah and after that he just seemed to disappear And obviously Celtic have now decided you know, To cut the ties and as I said, it's a good bit of business getting a big earner off the wages when he's absolutely no use to you at all. And I think that's something that is key for both Rangers and Celtic is getting those players that aren't going to play the minutes off the wage bill. You know, Scott, Scott Allen's gone this summer, mm-hmm. Marvin Comper's away, Yusuf Malumbu looks as if his time at Celtic is up. And that'll be key for Neil Lennon and Steven Gerrard that they can clear up those wages to make sure they can get the players in that are going to make an impact but both sides as well Andrew they want to clear up um, players to get them off the wages if you're not going to feature get them out whether it's some young kids getting out on loan maybe but you've got to leave an avenue for some of the younger kids coming through to give them an opportunity both both Celtic and Rangers are carrying massive squads just now uh, and they will still I think Celtic obviously will strengthen again it'll be interesting to see Rangers they've got seven signings already yeah, seven. so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they add another couple just before the start of the season so to do that you've got to make way and some way get to say to the chairman and the board right okay we've got wages out we've got players out and it frees up money for you to go and try and strengthen your squad better and that Celtic bench for tonight is uh, Connor Hazard, Andrew Gutman, Liam Morrison, Ewan Henderson, Armstrong Okaflex and Karamoko Dembele. So a lot of young players in there and players that will certainly benefit from from getting away with the first team squad, getting minutes, playing with them and, and just training with them as well. Well, it's, it happened um, when I was a young lad coming through at 16. My first tour, I think, was in Canada, uh, Toronto. Rangers went over there and the experience that you pick up just... And amongst the experienced first team players in the dressing room, working with them day in, day out, it's brilliant. It's absolutely great. And it does give you a bit of experience. You learn how you behave yourself in the training ground. And, you know, you look and you, 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 you're getting taught so much day in and day out. And you feel really good of being a part of the first team squad. And then it's completely up to you to say, right, I'm going to try and push for a place in this team. You wonder how. Much Karamoka Dembele could feature this season because there's obviously been so much hype about hype about him since the age of 13 when he made his debut for mm-hmm. Celtic's under 20s and he's come through. He's finally made his Celtic debut on the final day of the league season. He's been quite heavily involved during pre-season, but as a 16-year-old, how much is it to do with Neil Lennon weighing up, wanting to get him out there and get the minutes, but also protecting him as well? Yeah, I think it is a fine balance, especially with young talent, and obviously the boys got bags of that. Uh, we actually watched his goal um, And as I keep saying We know the opposition wasn't great But you still got to beat them And I think you would buy two or three defenders And then just calmly Slotted the ball into the back of the net So he's got abundance of talent Young kid I don't think he'll be used a lot this season I still think he's in the development situation But he'll probably Neil Lennon will look at games That he could maybe say Do you know what? 
I could put him on the bench. I could bring him on because we actually noticed when he came on at Celtic Park, the fans got a terrific lift, lift from it. So he'll be a part of the squad, but I wouldn't see him featuring too heavily next season. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Brian is a Rangers fan in Lark Hall. Brian? Uh, hello, uh, who's anchoring the show tonight? Uh, Andrew, Andrew McLean. Andrew, uh, were you on the show last night? I was, yes. Right, do you remember the caller, Peter from Postle Park? Uh, yes, uh-huh. Right, okay, so it's really basically what you said. He was the one that he was reckon, saying yeah, about... He reckoned that uh, there's still an enormous gap and uh, Celtic will win the league easily next season. And, yeah, I remember, uh, I remember him. He also said that the players Rangers were bringing in were rubbish and, you know, that sort of thing. Now, I'd, I'd still expect Celtic fans... A lot of Celtic fans would still be confident about winning the league next season. You know, when you're one eight in a row, it, it, it's hard to dampen that that confidence. But what I thought would would happen uh, in the following this season, well, I'll be a bit more pensive. And Peter last night was indicative of Celtic fans for two, three years ago that just dismissed Rangers. And he better watch what he's doing, to be honest. Uh, as I said, I'm not going to sit here and say Rangers are definitely going to win the, the league next season. But what I believe is, Celtic are in for one hell of a battle. I, well, mean, I, I think I think every Rangers fan is <coughs> hoping that's going to be the case. Uh, it's very hard to s- say just now, because Rangers have brought in seven players. Now, we don't know formations that Steven Gerrard's got. He's got plenty of options there. Uh, he feels that... You know, they're the players that can take them the next step. Only time will tell in that. But once again, they've got a good, strong squad. Celtic, they're still in the transfer market. So we don't know how these players are going to fit in to systems. Um, you know, would Celtic go to, with Griffiths scoring goals again, looking back sharp, would they go to two centre-forwards, two up front, under Neil Lennon, who's always been an attacking-minded coach? Uh, how will Rangers play it? Um, so... I think it's going to be really interesting and I think you've just got to sit back and especially the first first month I think Andrew you've got to look at the squads you've got to look at you know how they've started the season but I think I think we're in for a terrific um, season of football and you just wonder I know that may, may be a bit early for Hibs but with that big you know news today about debt free and the amount of money this businessman is going to throw into Hibs you just wonder if they're going to be in the mix next season and right up there challenging as well. So it's, I just think we're in for an interesting uh, season. Well, I'm ahead. interested to get your, your thoughts on, on this, Brian. It was quotes from Scott Brown this morning. He was asked about talk of a of a title challenge from, from other clubs and what they'd been saying in pre-season. And he, he said, I've heard it all before. Every season, it's part and parcel of Scottish football. Everyone wants to challenge us, but we are the champions for a reason. We have the staying power to keep improving season after season. season. So we certainly seems confident Brian but yeah, well, he, he, he wouldn't say anything but what how would he he wouldn't dismiss his clubs oh, no, of course you but know, um, he'd always talk his, his side up and uh, you're right you're right since Rangers came back up to the league mainly coming for fans we, we, we stupidly or naively thought that we would come up and challenge right away uh, and that didn't that certainly didn't harm Uh Brian, I think, sorry for buttoning, I think the big difference with Rangers and probably their supporters um, looking forward to the new season, 
Last year when Steven Gerrard walked in It was a mountain of a job he had He brought in 15 players in the summer Now you can't guarantee that's going to work for you This season he's had a, a year in Scottish football He knows the league now He's brought in 7 players That may stop Or he may just add 1 or 2 more so he's getting a nucleus of a strong, strong squad. But you've still got to say that Celtic, and you can't argue against it, will certainly start the season off as favourites to go and win the league again. Yeah, yeah there's more time they are book as favourites, and I would expect that as well. I'm just saying that it's going to be some battle next season, and it'll be extremely close. Brian, looking at the squad that Steven Gerrard's put together, bringing in seven players, what else do you think he needs to do with this squad to make sure that they're up there at the end of the season Challenging for the title and winning well, silverware Obviously uh, Keeping uh, Tavernier And Morelis uh, And I know Morelis has had problems Last season it, it, Actually his first season it was fine You know his discipline wasn't you know, He was kind of playing the edge But last season uh, Sending offs The sending off against Celtic at Parkhead I was speaking to a, a Rangers friend A couple of weeks ago I, I said to him I think that could be the best thing ever happened because it may put off suitors and we may end up keeping him and if he wants to he obviously missed out in Copa America with Colombia that would have uh, you know I would have sickened him to be honest uh, because he you know he just became a Colombian international six months previous uh, and he has to buckle down and he has to do you know his work with Rangers so having they two next season if one of the two go, then obviously we would need to look to replace him. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how he's going to play. He may actually decide to play with three central defenders. Yeah, uh, Brian, Brian, I said that last week. I, I thought that might be an option for him and let the two full-backs, because everyone knows that Tavernier's strength is going forward. He's not the greatest defender in the world, but that's just... The modern day fullbacks now. Uh, there's not a lot of them. They're they're more athletes going up and down the pitch, and Tavernier's certainly in that category. So I wouldn't be surprised, but he's got to try and find, you know, a system that suits all his players, and he's got to start with that. And it'll be interesting because he's got a lot of midfield players in there as well, all fighting for places. It's good competition. Brought seven other players in. He's got a lot of options in the wide areas as well. You know, let Hasties come in, he may go out and loan. Jordan Jones, for instance, Murphy's to come back. So he's got a lot of, and Candace, and, and he's got a lot of wide uh, players and a lot of options. But I'll be, I'll be very interested in both teams how they will start system wise at the beginning of the season. Because if Griffiths is banging in the goals, uh, then he might just go, Celtic might just go with two up top because Neil Lennon's that kind of coach. But got to be interesting. Well, thank you to Brian and Lark Hall, 01419511025. If you want to get involved, we'll be looking at Rangers' potential European opponents after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And just that point that you touched on at the end of the. The last part there, Gordon, someone said Rangers have 50 wingers, not a chance they'll be playing a back three. Well, they have got a lot of wingers, uh, but you just wonder that he'll try and trim the squad down. Um, maybe one or two will go out and loan. Um, we don't know. There's obviously there's talk about Hasty getting back out and loan. Uh, yeah, he has brought in a lot of wide men, um, but that doesn't mean to say that you know he, he can't play a back three. 
Uh, the, the good thing I think for Rangers just now is they've brought players in, they've got lots of players, they've got good options. They can play different formations. I know he probably prefers that three up top with two two wide and when it was Kent and Candace last year with Morelos or Defoe through the middle. But he's certainly brought in enough players now that gives him scope to change his formation due to maybe the games he's going to play against where it's away from home or, you know, at Pataudry or Celtic Park. He can change formations because he's got the personnel to do it. Get your tweets in at Clyde SSB or on the phones 01419511025. John is a Celtic fan in Parkhead. John, what's your point tonight? Hi, how you doing, mate? All right, thanks for letting me on. Good, thanks. No worries. Uh, how you going, all right? Hi, John. I know, I was just I was listening to the phone in last night and the night, and there was a boy on last night for a Celtic fan talking about the, the, the dross that Rangers were signing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word dross, but I can kind of understand what his point was. As, a, as an experienced Celtic fan in the nine in a row era, uh, we used to do that. We used to we signed players like the Canio, uh, Cadet, Hoydong, and thought we're going to win the league as well. Only for Rangers to uh, prove their worth, you know, again. And, and I just think, I think the Rangers fans need to understand that. Even though we stopped Rangers then 10 in a row, I thought we had a lot of luck that season. Rangers picked us, they picked a season to have their worst year. I, I didn't think. It was until Martin O'Neill took care that we actually got Rangers. And that's when we spent cash. And I think Rangers fans are starting to maybe realise that we, but the ones that are honest with themselves, I don't think Rangers will catch Celtic until they spend cash. And where they're going to get that for you, I don't know. That's my, that would be my point. No, it's going to take hard cash to get level par in the Celtic. Celtic had a terrible season last year, according to everybody. But we still won the treble. And Hearts beat us 4-0 And Hearts beat us at 10 Castle Didn't mean to say they were going to win the league Or they've caught up with and, that, and that's what you think guys Well I, I think it's uh, You know Stephen Gerrard's job To, to get that gap closed um, He's certainly been backed with the board But As I said earlier John You can't you can't really Have a go at saying that just now oh, Celtic will win the league Or Rangers will win the league Or whatever it may be You've got to wait and see at the beginning of the season What their players are Who they've brought in Because there's going to be a big turnabout There's talk about You know Tom Rogic for instance um, You know Going to Russia Whether that bid would come in You don't know if Young Kieran Tierney Is going to leave If Celtic got a bid They can't refuse On the other side of the city You're talking about One of the, the, the callers tonight Talking about Well Tavernier's important to him Being the captain Or Morelos going so you don't really know until you wait all up at the beginning of the season and then you can have a look and you can have your own guess who's going to win the league. But as I said earlier, Celtic, because of the experience and they've still got the nucleus of that squad, uh, they know how to win. They will certainly start the season favourites. Come back in, Andrew. On you go. I, I, know, I, I know what you're saying, God, but what my point is, right, is I talk, talking about how they're going to close the gap on Celtic and it's it's going to... It's, I think at the end of the day it's got to take cash that, that, that's what my point is when we used to uh, when Rangers were doing their nine in a row we signed players mm. but Rangers just spent more money and, and bettered that and, that, and it wasn't until Martin O'Neill came until we spent a lot of money that we actually started catching Rangers the only, th- the only thing I will say John I, I, I understand it. when you've got cash it does help of course it does because you can look at a better market but it doesn't 
say that that's got to be successful for you. Look at the the, the player Celtic have just got out the door now. He played eighty three minutes. How much cash did he cost? Uh, with a million pound transfer and eighteen months of wages on top of that. So as much as you say, yeah, you need to splash the cash. It just you know sometimes that doesn't work all the time. You know you could get a gem like Kamara for instance, Dundee fifty grand. And what a 50 grand that was. It'll be interesting to see if he can kick on next season. But so far, the Rangers fans were over the moon. So sometimes, yeah, I can understand, John, that cash does help you get into a better market, but it doesn't guarantee you any success. Well, do you think Rangers have replaced Kent? Uh, well, they brought the lad up. Um, Shea Ojo. Yeah, in loan uh, for Liverpool. I've not, I've not seen anything of him. Uh, Kent... As I say, he, he he was terrific last year for Rangers. I mean, Stephen Gerrard's still been clear that he, he wants to bring. To bring he's him made back. no secret yeah. that he wants to bring him back. So. Yeah, so I don't know if they will come back. I've I've got my doubts with it because usually what happens when you go back down to, uh, you know your your parent club, they, they tend to send you to the Championship or they get somewhere else for you to go and play, you know, and keep your development going. So it'll be interesting. The only good thing for Ken and Stephen Gerrard is the re- relationship. That they have with Liverpool, so if there's anybody got a chance of getting them back, then it's surely going to be the Rangers manager. But I don't know yet. What do you think of the Celtic sign? Have you heard much of him? No, no. I, th- I think I think Celtic. Uh, I think they need to start looking at bringing in a few more players. Um, obviously, fullback situation. Even if Tierney Tierney stays, I think they need somebody in there for a bit of cover as well. Yeah, well, I think that that was uh, one of the stories coming out today. Mm. Reports from Sky Sports in Austria that Bolly and Bombo, uh, who is a rapid Vienna left back, he actually played against Rangers in the Europa League group stages last season. He's been heavily linked by them to Celtic. So, do you think, Gordon, that that would affect the Tierney deal at all, or do you think that that's Celtic looking for cover? I think I think it's Celtic looking for cover. Um, you know that Celtic and reportedly Arsenal are miles apart, and quite rightly so. Kieran Tierney's worth more than fifteen million pounds, uh, and now a lot of people will say, "Well, he's never really went down to English Premier League. Can he? Can he hack it down there?" I would have no doubts whatsoever that he'd be a star down there because he's a talented, talented footballer. But because of the injury situation last season, I think Celtic left themselves a little bit short. And I think they're going to make sure that they cover these positions. And I think it's the right thing to do. Because uh, you certainly need cover. The amount of games that like, say, teams like Celtic and Rangers play now, they do need big squads, but quality squads, not just numbers. And I think both teams have got a bit of dead wood that they need to get ready. Obviously, Celtic have started theirs uh, today by compare going out the door. So I'll be interested to see who they bring in. John, what other business are you hoping that Neil Lennon will do in this window? Oh well, I'm glad you asked me that. I think I think see middle to front. I don't think we need anything, but I think we definitely need a right back. We can straight into the team, and we need cover for Tierney. And I think uh, in the, the centre half, I've got as I said. That's why I was asking Gordon. I'm not too sure of the guy, but I think if you spend that kind of money, you've got to have some sort of an knowledge on him. So um, if we get two fullbacks, I think that would be good in the, the centre half. I think that would do us. Honestly. Yeah, I don't think you're uh, too far away, John. I think obviously you do need a fullback. Um, obviously, realistic uh, leaving now. Um, you need somebody to get right in there and fit into the team right away. So that's going to be an important position. Tierney, yes, I think you need a little bit of cover. You're um, unless unless people move on from the middle of part. You're well covered in the middle of part. 
I don't know if he might just look at bringing in another striker. Sometimes it's better to go with more. You know, I know Griffiths is back. Um, There's also Bio as well. Yeah, but we've not seen a lot of him. Uh, it'll be an interesting season for him as well. But I don't know. Neil will have his plans because if he does decide to change it a little bit and say, do you know what? I'm going to play with two strikers. Then I think if you're carrying a first team and you're playing with two strikers, I think you need four as cover just in case anything happens. But I could be wrong. He could stick with the one striker. Well, but that's what I said, Andrew. We've got to wait to the beginning of the season to see how all this plans out. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you to John in Parkhead for getting involved. We'll turn our attentions to Rangers because they're set to find out their Europa League opponents tonight. Because Kosovo inside Pristina, they're taking on St Joseph's from Gibraltar. That was the tie that Rangers got drawn against. So they'll face one of those two sides. They're in the second leg of their preliminary Europa League qualifying match. So in the first leg. It happened in Kosovo. It was a one-all draw. Um, it was a 4.45 kickoff tonight. So it's actually in the 90th minute as we speak. And it looks as if Rangers are going to be playing against St. Joseph's from Gibraltar. They're 2-0 up in this one. Pristina have had two red cards, which is quite interesting because last week I was reading quotes from a, it was a, a director or, or someone at Pristina mm-hmm. and they were saying that one of the things they were worried about was was getting their visas and passports yeah. to be able to travel to Gibraltar they said that was the main worry for them because they felt confident that they would beat St Joseph's and they would get to play Rangers this looks as if they'll certainly be upset by this result and Rangers will be taking on St Joseph's in Gibraltar next Thursday Yeah I think, I think you're correct I think they did think they were going to go and go through the tie and meet Rangers but it's not happened I've got to be Really honest I don't know a lot about St Joseph's I've, I couldn't name you one You've player You've not been watching your no, Up to date with your Gibraltar No I've, I've not up to date I, I think Hold on a minute I think they finished third last season Would I be correct in that? Um, did I tell you that no, In the office about five no, minutes just, Before we came on No I, don't, I was doing my homework <laughs> But I would expect uh, This A tie for Rangers It uh, doesn't matter who they play Out the two You'd expect Rangers To go through that um, especially with the, the squad and everything Rangers are building so um, but it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out but um, Stephen Gerrard and Rangers will have done their homework on both teams anyway just in case and then it's just a case of getting out there playing them and getting through to the next round Do you think that made it a bit more awkward the fact that they were drawn against one of two teams for their preparation for it or do you think it was just a case of We'll scout both teams and whatever one it is, we'll just then just focus on it once they are second yeah, legs. Yeah, once once you find out who the opposition is, then all your work will be getting done. You of course they'll have Rangers will have scouts out there watching the games, watching both legs. Uh probably send out two two people. One will do a report on one team and the other person will do the report on the other team. They'll have all their homework done, they'll know everything about them. And you would expect a team like Rangers surely to get through that one you say that you expect a team like Rangers to go through Pristina looked as if they expected to go through they yeah. haven't Celtic expected to beat Lincoln Red Imps when they went to Gibraltar and they didn't yes they turned it around in the, in the second leg Rangers have had troubles in this round of the Europa League before so they know that they can't underestimate no but their European campaign last year was good at the start with Steven Gerrard so they'll take a lot of confidence from that Andrew uh, he'll probably know now know that um, they've got a better squad A better team And remember They started that campaign And they brought in 15 new players And sometimes it takes a bit of time For everything to gel And everything to settle in So he's better prepared this season 
You know, he's added to his squad. He's got a good pre-season under his belt with his players. He's happy every time you, you pick a paper up. He's, he's, he's happy with the way things are going, the plans are going. So I would expect Rangers, and I know there's no easy games whatsoever, but I'd expect Rangers to get through that. Yeah, you touched on earlier on, he was saying about how big the squad was and he needed to trim it down. At the end of those quotes were interesting he says it's been a fantastic week and the boys have applied themselves very well and we're probably slightly ahead of where I thought we would be right now but I mean there's not a whole lot of context to that whether he means the the fitness of the players or whether it means it's the squad that he's shaping up but he certainly seems happy with how it's going with just over a week before they get into competitive action yeah I think it'll be a bit of both I think when you go away you can get time to go on the training park and do a lot of work, do a lot of physical work as well, get your fitness up, get your sharpness up, do a bit of tactical stuff, start the the games, you know, like what Celtic are doing, playing weaker opposition just to get everything going again. Um, so he's prepared very, very well um, and he'll be looking forward to the start of the season. But I've, I would expect one or two players to be leaving Rangers before the, the season starts. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. There's a new owner at Hibs and we'll be talking about that after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Gordiel in the studio on Clyde One Super Scoreboard with me, Andrew McLean, tonight. And that is official Rangers will be taking on St Joseph's from Gibraltar in the first round of Europa League qualifying next week. They beat Kosovo inside Pristina 3-1 on aggregate. Quite a feisty game. There was two red cards for Pristina, one for uh, St Joseph's right at the death, but Rangers finally know their opponents, Gordon. Yeah, and uh, the work begins now. Um, as I said, um, they'll have had reports on both teams. Now they know who their opposition is and uh, the coaching staff will be sitting down planning how to get through to the next round. And uh, I think, not knowing a lot about St Joseph, I'm confident the Rangers will get there. Well, we'll move back to Scotland because there's been a multi-million pound investment at Hibs today. The news that came out, there's a new man that's taken charge, US tycoon Ron Gordon. He's taken over from Sir Tom Farmer and Rod Petrie, who is now standing down as chairman as well. So it means that Rod Gordon, uh, Ron Gordon, sorry, easy <laughs> for me to say, uh, is becoming the new executive chairman of Hibs. As part of that deal, the club are now debt-free um, which is six years ahead of when they planned to be debt free and on top of that there's going to be a seven figure cash injection into the club so it's sounding good for Hibs Gordon Oh it's sounding absolutely brilliant um, I'm sure that the Hibs manager will be delighted with the income that was, that's going to come into his transfer budget probably uh, I listened to the lad today Ron Gordon on the sky and you know he's very excited about the way forward for Hibs uh, there's going to be a bit of work done to the ground as well so he's covering every aspect of the club uh, cash injection for Hibs absolutely fantastic for them uh, I'll be just interested to see what sort of market they're going to get what sort of money they're going to be able to spend I don't think that the manager's just going to get an open checkbook but I think there will be funds there and I think they can shop in a different market especially with the figures that's getting th- uh, branded about how much this guy's got to throw into the club. Well, let's hear from the man himself. It's Ron Gordon. People often fear change. So let me reassure supporters and everyone associated with Hibernian that for me, continuity is a strength, particularly when I have such confidence in the executive and football leadership of the club. So our first priority is to build on the strong foundation that we have at Hibs, to build a vision and a plan that will take us forward 
in a way that reflects the legacy, traditions, and values of our wonderful club. Hibernian is a club that must always strive for excellence, on the pitch and off the pitch. A club that always looks to improve, to be better, to do better. A club that is committed to service, to making a positive difference in our community. So as the new chapter begins, let's build on the foundation that Sir Tom and Rob Petrie have left us. I am determined that the new chapter will be one of progress and success. Certainly seems very positive, Gordon. Yeah, um, he obviously knows where he wants to go with the club. Uh, sounds there that he's got a lot of plans for the club. But the most important thing for everyone concerned at Hibs is um, he's prepared to throw a lot of money at it. And it'll be interesting to see what road they go down. Um, not just the, the the playing staff, but you're looking at the stadium as well, getting um, you know a lot of work done to that. And it's a lovely stadium. We've been there many times. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see where Hibs are going to go with this but debt free as well uh, I think if you're a Hibs fan tonight I think you're over the moon and you're just hoping that the man has said everything there he keeps his promises Yeah because it was uh, a mortgage debt of around £3 million that's, that's now been wiped out and then on top of that is a seven figure cash injection that's coming part of the comments today they were asked about sort of investment into the playing staff and, and things like that you know, the media were told that you know it has already started. When you look at some of the players that have been brought in, there was Christian Deutsch who was signed from Forest Green Rovers. He was an interesting one because he'd been very prolific for Forest Green Rovers over the past three seasons or so. Bolton then agreed a deal to take him on loan last summer uh, until January, and they were going to buy him for a, an agreed fee of a million pounds in January. They then got a transfer embargo, weren't able to go through with it, and now Hibs have got him. We, we don't believe it's anywhere close to the, the million pounds, but we know it's in excess of £250,000. Hibs getting those transfer fees back out now and, and signing players will, will really be positive for the fans. Yeah, and uh, they'll look forward to it. The one thing I did like about him in his statement today, Andrew, was he's not getting carried away because uh, he was asked the question by the reporter, do you see, because of the amount of money that you've got to put in, uh, do you see you challenging likes the Celtic for a league or Rangers for a league or whatever it may be. And he says no right away. He says we need time to grow. So he's obviously got a plan set. Um, I think he's one of these guys that's going to be very much up front with the Hibs supporters. And I think that he's going to give the manager uh, all the backing he probably uh, can give him. And hopefully for Hibs and everyone concerned at Easter Road, that they're going to be back to where they were, you know, Years and years ago Hibs were a very very big club um, So it'll be interesting to see What road he takes them down But I just think that's great news For everybody concerned At Easter Road And uh, for all Hibs fans I mean Paul Heckebottom Looked as if he'd been Already putting together A, a pretty good squad Guys he knew from, from down south um, a, a couple of players That he'd managed before And things like that Is it a case of Hibs fans will now be Thinking well you know Third place is, is Very realistic for us Would they be well, looking higher? No, I don't. Not not in the first year. I don't think they're anywhere near the likes of Celtic, um, especially Celtic with their money, uh, and obviously Rangers with the squad that's been built over the season. I think they will be looking at third. If Kamarnock can get third place um, on the budget that they spend, then if Hibs get that cash and the manager's given a you know a free roll to go out and get a bit better quality, then I'm sure that they'll be looking for third place. Uh, they've got to be. Um, but it'll just be interesting the quality of player 
that they now they, they can shop in a different market now because if you've got a guy that's prepared to throw his money at it, yes, I don't think he's going to be silly, Andrew, because we've seen we've witnessed that many times. New owners come in promising the world, throwing the money at it, and it doesn't last that long. So this guy seems to know what he's doing, and I think he'll do it steadily, and I think he'll gradually build Hibs up again. But I think if the money he's thrown just now, he's got to be looking at third next season. Another club that has gone through quite a bit of change in the last few days is St Mirren. New St Mirren boss Jim Goodwin says that he couldn't let the opportunity of becoming the Buddies boss pass. He's speaking to the club's media today and he says he's now ready for full-time management and that he's aiming to stabilise the club. Well, I always said when I left uh, the club that I would love to come back one day as manager. And, um, you know, I went away, obviously, to Alloa to play initially. And then, obviously, you know, Jack Ross left pretty soon after the season had started so that job probably came a little bit sooner than I had anticipated but it was always my ambition to get back here you know and I know that's what people will probably expect me to say but I can't uh, you know honestly explain to people how hard I was trying to make this one work you know and I know the job had came up on a couple of occasions in the last couple of seasons and I did speak to the club on one occasion but I just felt that the timing of the whole thing wasn't right I was never offered a job at that time but I just felt that I wasn't ready really and I did didn't think that the you know the timing from the club's perspective was right either. So once I got the call this time round, I was just desperate to make it happen, and I, I didn't want anything to go awry this time. And thankfully, the club were great to deal with, and we managed to get it all done pretty smoothly in the end. You know, this time last week, I was driving a white van around Stranraer delivering parcels and preparing Alloa on a Tuesday and a Thursday night, and then um, you know today I'm here as manager of St Mirren, uh, back in the full time game and I think everybody will agree there's been too much change in recent years I think you know it's important for me to come in now and stabilise the club it's as simple as that Yeah I'm delighted for him, good lad uh, I liked the way he went about his business when he, he went to Alloa to play went into management worked hard with a part time club uh, was very successful with him you've got to say um, it's really kept seven year apprenticeship now it's a big move for him he's going back to a club where he'll get every opportunity because he's a fan's favourite so the fans will give him every uh, opportunity to be successful uh, I had a little look at their start of the season uh, they've got a lot of tough fixtures coming up there so he's going to need all the backing and all the support um, I think this year for St Mern is just try to get up that league a little bit I think you've got to get away from the fairy tale that people with inside the club are coming out and talking about you know we're a top four club we're a top three club whatever it may be I know Kilmarnock were successful last season but you've got to build the club again there's been a lot of change in the management you've got to let Jim get in there he's on a three year contract I'm sure yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which <clears throat> gives him a you know that bit of security it's a lovely it's a lovely club St Man. Great training facilities as well. So he's going to get every opportunity to be successful. But they've got to just make sure that they take their time and build the club in the right way. And this is a start for him. And I wish him all the very best because he's a decent, decent lad. Yeah, you talked about stability and, and stabilising the club after you saw what Alan Stubbs got, what, four league games last yeah. season. Oren Kearney is back to Northern Ireland already. That'll be a key part of his three years at the club that he'll really want to make sure that he can, you know, keep them in the top flight first and foremost but just build and build and you know not get carried away with, with voices from the outside yeah well I think uh, knowing Jim um, I think it's all about timing I think if St Mirren had come in and said look we know you're desperate to be the St Mirren manager we'll give you a, 
an 18 month contract or whatever it may be I don't think he would have accepted it he needed the three years the stability he knows what he wants to do he'll probably want to put a plan in place build gradually and try and get St Mirren up the league which I think that's the best way of going about it so I think that's been a very very good appointment and I just hope that he gets every opportunity to make them successful well thank you for all your calls and tweets tonight as we leave about 22 minutes into that Celtic friendly they're 0-0 with St Gallen we now know Rangers will take on St Joseph's from Gibraltar next week in Europa League qualifying so thank you for everyone for getting involved thank you to Gordon DL for joining me in the studio as well it's Alison Conroy in the studio tomorrow night she's with Jim Duffy don't go anywhere though Stephen Mill is in for Callum Gallagher tonight and he's up next with all the latest hits Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.